This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Well, everyone, the Blues played the Blackhawks last night, and it was, let's just say, disappointing in more ways than one. They had a 3-1 lead and lost 4-3 on a power play goal by Duncan Keith with about nine seconds left or so in the third period. Now, after the game, there was a crap storm of hatred towards Jake Allen. People in the media, people on Twitter, people on Instagram, people on all kinds of platforms saying that if the Blues don't make the playoffs, it'll be 80% Jake Allen's fault. And that's an average number. Some say 70, some say 90, some say 65. I would say the responses I'm seeing are 80%. That is way off base. And I'm going to go into some numbers to explain why. Let's just get into this. All right, first of all, let's look at the goals for and the goals against average for the Blues. The Blues are 18th in the league in that category. They have scored 2.7 goals a game. They have allowed 2.67. So there's only 0.3 of a difference. That's it. And I know Jake Allen's goals against is not great. I I do know that, guys. Trust me. So, with all those problems, the Blues have only outscored their opponents by .3 of a goal a game. Which means you're not going to win a lot of games. Jake's got a 2.74 goals against. And people are saying he's one of the worst goalies in the league. Well, at 26, yeah. He's not the best goalie. He's, He's not great. But there's more to wins and losses than just the goaltender. I'm going to bring out a couple points here. There are other goalies that are the main goaltenders. Then they're on playoff teams. Uh, Frederick Anderson has a worse goals against than Jake Allen. He's 31st in the league. And he's played four more games than Jake has. His goals against is 2.83. So about .10.09 goals more a game than Jake Allen. Let's look at the New Jersey Devils, who are going to make the playoffs. As of now, Corey Schneider's played 39 games. He has a worse goals against average than Jake Allen. Would you say the Pittsburgh Penguins are a good team? Would you say they're better than the Blues? Guess what? Jake Allen is the 26th best goalie when it comes to goals allowed, 2.74. Matt Murray, 2.90. So .26 more goals a game than Jake Allen. And he's supposed to be on a great, great team. Another good team that's going to make the playoffs, Brandon Holtby. Guess what, guys? 2.99 goals against. My point here, everyone, is this. When you only outscore opponents by 0.3 of a goal, you're going to have a team of around 500 or so. That's just the way it is. There's no other way that you can say that you're not. The point is, guys, you can't just look at Jake Allen and blame him for the Blues issues this year. 70%, 80%, so on and so forth. But there's been times where this defense has just sucked in front of you. Turnovers, bad decisions on where to pass the puck, just terrible, terrible play from the defense. At times, the defense has been great. At the beginning of the year, we all thought they may set a record for goals scored. They were playing great 
They were playing sound defensively. The defensemen were adding offense. People were talking about Alex Petrangelo as a Norris Trophy winner. And there still are people talking that too, which he's not. There's too many defensemen ahead of him with better plus-minus ratings and more goals and assists. And when defensemen have more than that, you're not going to be in, even in the top five. I would say Alex Petrangelo will finish in the top 10 to 15 in the Norris Trophy Award. That's the way I look at it. I'm not a Jake hater. I'm not a Jake lover. I see him as he is. He's a goaltender that had a down year. He's a goaltender that's way down in the goals against average. Yeah. There's other teams that are going to the playoffs. I mean, good teams, like I said, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, the Capitals, and their goalies' goals against average was much worse. So stop blaming Jake Allen. We have to blame this whole team. I think you've got to look at Mike Yo also and the way that he coaches and the way he prepares his team for games. You have to do that. The Blues had six games left before the Coyote game, and now they've lost three straight. That's not just on Jake Allen. So blaming, but don't put all the blame on him. Don't do it. That's enough negative. Let's go ahead and get to the game highlights with the Blues Blackhawks. The Blues had some periods of this game where they played very well. Then they had some periods where they didn't play very good. In the first period, there was a little back and forth. Both teams were making a lot of mistakes, but the Blues did go ahead one to nothing early in this game on a beautiful shot by Robert Bortuzzo. Backhand shot by Berglund, blocked by the defenseman Connor Murphy. Bortuzzo with a shot, Well, they're breaking down the end zone coverage of the Chicago Blackhawks. are changing the point of attack really quick. Hard on the floor check, take the shot, open it up, Bortuzzo. No resistance at all, great screen by Alex Steen. Bortuzzo's head is up, he just shoots that one. Jeff Ruby, that's a leaky goal. The Blues always have a better chance of winning when they score the first goal. Every team does. They really look good at this point. Robert Bortuzzo's shot was dead on. That was a weak goal to give up. That would be Bortuzzo's fourth goal of the year. Brodziak gets his 21st assist. Four minutes, 16 seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing. The Blues, I thought, were playing better than Chicago at this point. But Chicago did get the next goal. Andreas Martinson gets his first goal of the year. Eight minutes, 57 seconds into the first. We are all knotted up at one. Back to Artemidesimov. Martinson. And now a shot score! Martinson, it deflects it off Allen. Blackhawks tie the game at one. And he talked about Chicago not getting the puck out on the first St. Louis goal. St. Louis doesn't get the puck out on this goal. Smart head, he played it. Nisimov, he takes the care of to Martinson. And Martinson to the back of the net. Quick hands by Shakur to identify that play in the slot. And this is one of those where you got to get a save from your goaltender. Bad goal given up by Jake Allen. Jake Allen has to make that save. He has to. He got a piece of it, but it bounced off his inner thigh and went right behind his leg and trickled in, and we're tied at one because of it. That goal is definitely on Jake Allen. That would be Andreas Martins' first goal of the year. Anisimov gets his 11th assist. Sakura gets his third assist. Eight minutes, 57 seconds in. We're tied at one. The Blues did outshoot Chicago 14-8 to eight in the first period, and I thought they had much better opportunities than the Blackhawks did. It's just sad to see Jake give that goal up. Going into the second, the Blues would dominate the second period, I thought, at least for the first half of the second period. Still making some mistakes, but they would get the next two goals to give them a 3-1 to one lead. The first one by Braden Shin and the second one by Vladimir Tarasenko. Tarasenko drops it off for Dunn, a shot, rebound, score, Shin! 
Nice cycles, defenseman getting involved, Petrangelo, Tarasenko, done. The screen in front, two blues, sandwiched in between two Blackhawk defensemen, Keith and Seabrook, and Shen buries it to the back of the net. And you just love the communication up high. If you're a Blues fan, between Tarasenko and Dunn, he gets it to the net. Your point on Sturridge's screen is perfect, and then Shen just hammers it. Rosa on the right side, not able to hold the puck in. Here comes Tarasenko on a breakaway. The long change, right? Puck ends up down in this area, turnover, and you wonder, how does a guy get this wide open? How does he get that wide open? He works hard and gets that wide open. It's Vladimir Tarasenko. He's good at getting wide open, and when he gets the puck on that stick, it's off of it very quickly. Not quite as quick as Brett Hall in my mind, but it's a pretty quick shot. That first goal was at the 47-second mark, so yeah, they came out flying. Braden Shin gets his 27th goal. Vince Dunn, who had a bad game the other night, gets his 19th assist. Tarasenko gets his 33rd assist. Blues are up 2-1. to one. That second goal by Tarasenko is 33rd of the year. Shin gets his 40th assist, 5 minutes, 44 seconds in, 3-1, to one, a big two-goal lead. You know, it's just sad to me during that seven-game losing streak and a couple patches throughout the season where Tarasenko didn't score for several games, several times through the year. It would have been great to have him get at 40 goals again, but I'm sure he'll do that next year. The rest of the second period, like I said, I thought the Blues played very good in the first half of the second period. But just 12 seconds after the 10-minute mark, a no-no happened. And that no-no was a huge one. They gave up a shorthanded goal, couldn't keep the puck in the offensive zone on a power play, and Blake Hillman gets his first goal of the year to make it a much closer 3-2 game. Here comes Schmaltz with the Blackhawks shorthanded. Hits the trailer. Hillman, he scores! His first NHL goal! To the headhunter, gets by Saboka. Here comes Nick Schmaltz and give Blake Hillman a lot of credit for getting on his horse, get up the ice, and then firing the puck over the shoulder. Jake should have made that save. He was screened a little bit by Pareko and another Blackhawks player, but he really needs to make that save. Uh, it's a save that's made routinely. But I'm not just blaming Jake Allen for that. Not a good goal to give up, but you don't give up a shorthanded goal. You've got an extra man on the ice. You keep the puck in the offensive zone is what you need to do. The Blues have given up too many shorthanded goals. That would be Hillman's first goal of the year, as I said. Schmaltz gets his 30th assist. 10 minutes, 12 seconds into the second. 3-2 to two Blues. As I said, the Blues outshot them 15-7 to seven in the second period. Be a different story in the third period. Chicago would tie it up to make it 3-3, 8 minutes and 30 seconds in to the third period. Dabrinkit into the blue zone, cutting wide on Edmonds, and he scores! Alex Dabrinkit ties the game at three. Well, Pierre touched down a quiet night for Alex Dabrinkit, but the guy that now leads the Blackhawks in goals gets wide, uses his speed. Bad defense on that one, bad goaltending on that one. They allowed Dabrinkit to skate into the neutral zone over the blue line and put a shot by Jake Allen on his blocker's side. Just a bad goal overall. You getting my theme here? A lot of bad goals. That would be Debrinkit's 28th goal of the year. It was unassisted. 8 minutes, 30 seconds in. Tied at 3 apiece. Not a lot of people had a lot of hope after this. I think most of us could see the writing on the wall with the way things were going. With just 9 seconds left, Duncan Keith would get a power play goal and possibly kill the Blues' playoff chances. Here's the break it. Who tied the game? Cross eye shot. Score! Duncan Keith! 
8.5 seconds remaining. Duncan Keith with his second goal of the season. The body language and the look on the Blues' faces and the way they had their heads down told the whole story of the game and possibly the whole story of the season. That would be Duncan Keith's second goal of the year. Dabrinkit, who's had a nice, nice season for them, gets his 24th assist. Seabrook gets his 19th assist, 19 minutes, 51 seconds in, and the Blues lose 4-3. to three. Shots on goal, the Blues had 34, the Blackhawks had 26. Faceoffs, the Blues annihilated the Blackhawks, 67% to 33%. Blues had two power play opportunities, but as usual, 0 for 2. The Blackhawks were 1 for 2, and they scored a shorthanded goal. Hits, the Blues were a lot more physical. 23 hits for the Blues, 9 for the Blackhawks. Blocks, 21 for the Blackhawks, 16 for the Blues. Giveaways, 4 for the Blues, and 3 for the Blackhawks. Let's go ahead and get the post-game interviews. We'll hear from Brodziak, Shin, and of course Coach Mike on their third loss in a row. There's a game in that way with that time left. That's gotta, this has got to hurt uh, worse than any. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Uh, uh, we just didn't we didn't play good enough third period. Um, you know we we built a three one lead um, and it seems like from then on uh, we didn't have our foot on the gas. We we're making turnovers, uh, letting them climb back into the game, and uh, that's what happens when you do that. How does how do you come back from a from a game like this? Uh, we forget about it. Um, we know that uh, we got to win the next two games, and that's the bottom line. Um, we want to get in the playoffs and. We need two wins, and uh, it starts with next game. And that's where all our, our all our focus has to go into. Um, obviously, tonight's as disappointing as uh, you know as as it probably gets, but um, we've got to move past it. When you're up three-one, and it looks like things are all headed in your direction, was what what was the feeling then, and what where did, where did it go wrong? Uh, no, I, I mean we were we were playing well to that point, uh, and then uh, you know I can't really remember exactly what happened. I, they make it 3-2. Uh, you know, we still had some chances the rest of the mm-hmm. rest of the period, uh, and then the third period we just came out uh, a little flatter than than we should have been, and uh, making a few mistakes and letting them letting them build some momentum. And um, you know, that's that's what that's what hurt us tonight. Was that the start of the third period, kind of like the start of the second period against Washington? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's tough to tough to mm-hmm. compare, but um, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not exactly yeah. sure to, how to mm-hmm. how to describe it. It was just mm-hmm. not not as desperate as we uh, you know as we needed to be at this point. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it surprising to not be as desperate as you need to be in a game like that? What? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know how to comment on that. I mean we're um, you know we play two good periods and we come out and um, yeah I, I don't I don't think it was. Uh, the worst period of hockey we ever played, but it, it just wasn't at the level that uh, we we were at the start of the game, and um, you know we dropped our game dropped off a bit, and it allowed them to, to build some momentum in their game. Kyle, Jake's been good for a long stretch. He went six and zero there for a while. Just how do you support him? You know, after a game like this. Uh, yeah, we just not everybody, everybody from you know from him on out. We we have to forget about this one, uh, move on to the next one. All our focus has to be on the next game. It uh, doesn't matter what happened tonight. Doesn't matter, you know. Tomorrow we start to, um, you know, refocus on on Friday night. Um, get our minds, get our bodies feeling good, get our minds right, and and go from there. That's all we can do right now. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, power play, uh, Barbie got robbed there. Uh, so we had a, a break. The, goal, the goalie made good saves. Um, you know, we were just weren't able to get that fourth goal to really put the game out of reach and, um, you know, gave up a shorty there. Uh, just a, a good shot by them. And then third period just didn't play well enough. What, do you have in, what happened there early in the third? Just seemed real sloppy, real loose. Yeah, just... Um, I think it was probably a lot of us, including myself, nervous. You know, you want to win so bad, obviously, and, and uh, you know, come away with two points that you start maybe overthinking things and stop moving your feet, and that's what we did there for a little bit, and it just got away on us. How much does it hurt now to come away with no points? Yeah, I mean, uh, sooner, you know, the sooner we put this one behind us, the better off we'll be. Uh, obviously, it's things right now, but at the end of the day, we control our own uh, our own destiny. we got to go on a two-game winning streak here and, and uh, you know, be positive and, and uh, there's really nothing we can do about it now. So uh, two big games coming up here, two wins we need to, uh, you know, get in the postseason. Do you feel pretty good about the first the start to the game, the first two yeah. periods? Yeah, I mean, we played well there. Uh, you know, coming into the second intermission, we felt good about our game. And like I said, just kind of slipped on us there for a bit, didn't play well enough in the third, and they were able to capitalize. Well, it's tough to it's tough to, to not sit here and, and talk about winning the game, that's for sure. And and I think it's even tougher to say that we just didn't play well enough to, uh, especially when the game was on the line, the third period to to deserve the win. Um, you know, nerves and bad decisions, combination maybe both. But uh, you know, I felt that we were a little bit tight in the third period. We weren't as aggressive as far as our checking game, but the puck decisions that we made were very poor, and uh, and just let them ramp it up and let them get momentum and uh, and obviously the more that we did that the more it put us on our heels. Todd Burns just said that very thing that you guys were playing nervous there in the third. How do you explain? Well, if you're going to play nervous then you better play smart and uh, and I felt like we we made decisions and, and made plays with the puck that were that were um, bad decision turnovers where where we're trying harder to score goals to make sure that you know as opposed to making sure that they don't score. And obviously we want to win the game but you got to make sure you don't lose it too. And I thought that, you know, every time that instead of, you know, we'd have one or two guys, but not enough guys to turn it around and get it going the right way. It was like one mistake led to another mistake, led to another mistake, led to more momentum for them. And, and uh, so we didn't, we didn't play well enough to, to win the game. And, you know, we're, playing that game is not going to be good enough to get to the playoffs. So obviously we got to, we got to fix that. If we want to get to the playoffs, then we have to play really well. And you have to find a way to play your best hockey when things are at their, uh, their most intense, which is obviously right now. Just a way to relax while still focusing? No, not really. I mean, that's, that's part of the game. Emotion's part of the game. Good emotion, bad emotion. You have to find a way to, um, to keep your focus and to make the right play at the right time of the game, regardless of, you know, whether you feel pressure, whether you feel, you know, it's, that's that's winning hockey. You know, everybody, anybody that wants to win a game and cares really badly about it, obviously they're going to be nervous if you know, to, if things aren't going quite exactly the way you want. But you you know, some guys find a way to make a play and some guys don't. And that's what we have to make sure that we do for these next two games. You know what? I th I think that we. As a team lost this game, we as a team were not good enough, so I'm definitely not going to single out one player right now. If there's if there's anything that I have confidence in, it's that Jake's going to bounce back and have a real good game in Chicago. You had so many chances in the first two periods. Do you feel like you should have been up more than 3-2? Well, maybe, but still, I mean, we, 
it doesn't change the fact that we were still in a position to win the game and we didn't play well enough to win it at home. And uh, and so, again, it, it, that, that part is disappointing and that part we're going to have to fix if we want to get into the playoffs. We can't, you know, we can't not play our best hockey. We have to play our best hockey. And uh, and so, obviously, now we've got to go do it on the road. I'm assuming by saying that he'll bounce back and have a game in Chicago, you're intentions are to go with him. I mean, obviously I haven't discussed it, but yeah, that's my, that's my intentions. Yeah. Mike, after Monday night, you said the team has to come ready to be prepared to play. And it seems like it resonated for the first two periods. What was said, uh, what was the mindset and what was said after the second period? Well, I think we, we talked about puck management. I don't, I think that when we, when we play, we're playing the game going north and when we were getting into the offensive zone, we were, um, we were effective, but when we were trying to make east-west plays or trying to execute off the rush when it wasn't there, it was a turnover and it was feeding into their game. Um, you know, and that's uh, we we obviously didn't get enough. We had a couple shifts in the offensive zone, but then even a couple of the turnovers that we had in the offensive zone were um, that that's what led to some of their offense. So you know, when you have to defend with the puck as well as you do without it, and uh, and we didn't do a good enough job of that. Well, maybe. I mean, you can point to a couple of areas, but still, again, you you have to be able to be stronger than that. And uh, and so we we took a three-two lead uh, going into the third period, and we we didn't get the job done. And and again, it's we're not going to complain about bounces or anything else. This is this is on us. We weren't good enough, and um, you don't. You don't win games this time of year, and you don't win meaningful games, and you don't get into the playoffs by not playing your best. So, again, we, we can't go in there and hope that we get a win, hope that we don't lose, whatever the case is. We have to play really win, really well to win, and we have to deserve it. Mike, obviously a crushing defeat. Can this team regroup? you got two games on the road now. If you win, well, you're in. That's what we're going to have to find out, and that's, again, that's – you know, making the playoffs and uh, give the group that's been here for a long time, you know, the, the guys that, that have, have been here, guys that have come and gone, um, and obviously we've got some new guys coming into this group. Um, you know, this is a team that's made the playoffs six years in a row, but this is a new group and this is a new challenge. But making the playoffs, it's, it's hard because, I mean, first off, it's tiring. It's mentally, it's tiring. You, you have to pay a price physically. Uh, but mentally, you have to you have to find a way to be strong and competitive, and and be at your best in big games, and and uh, obviously, you know, the biggest games of the year are our next two ones. Is it possible with um, Jake Allen that the lack of consistent shots against him tonight actually uh, hurt him? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I, I didn't uh, I haven't talked to Jake yet, um, but. Uh, Again, this this for me is not about one player right now. It's for me, it's about how we played the the third period. Um, it wasn't good enough to win the hockey game, and uh, and so it, it's obviously your goalie is always he's the end result, right? If the puck goes in, um, but there's usually several plays that lead up to that, and uh, and that was the case tonight. Mike, not trying to point the finger at individuals, but were you okay with your defensive personnel that was on against the last two minutes? Oh yeah, I mean, Butts had a good game, so I think it's easy again to 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 point that out. I, he he was certainly um, there was other guys that I thought that actually struggled more than him. I thought he played a, a poised, composed game, and uh, and so yeah, that's you know what. It, again, I'm not going to sit here and, and blame anybody. Um, 
collectively as a group, we weren't good enough tonight. Coach Mike hit it right on the head. The win was there. The Blues could have won this game. They were ahead 3-1, to one, but they didn't play good enough to win after that. And Jake Allen didn't play good. The defense at times didn't play good. They let Chicago overtake the game. They didn't look like a team that wanted to get in the playoffs or cared about it. That's the way they've looked for that game and the two previous games against Washington and against the Coyotes. I thought for sure with that 3-1 to one lead that they were going to go on and win. I really did. Because I thought they played, like I said, very well in the first period. There was some mistakes. But if they'd have played that way throughout the whole game, they probably would have won this game. And we'd be talking about a win and not a loss. You heard my comments at the beginning of this podcast. When this team loses, it's a team loss. It's not Jake Allen's fault solely. It's not the defense's fault solely. It's not the guys that score the goals all the time. There's pieces here and there. One game, it's Jake Allen. Another game, it's Jake Allen and the defense. Another game, it's the defense, and they're not scoring enough. For them to be successful if they make the playoffs, it's going to have to turn 360 degrees because it looks like, most likely, they're going to end up playing the Nashville Predators. And do you guys think right now this team, with their inconsistencies, if they get into the playoffs, can win four out of seven against the Nashville Predators? The chances of that, in my mind right now, are about 5%. And Nashville would have to play bad, and the Blues would have to play better than they're playing now. I just don't think that can happen. I want them to get in the playoffs, but are we truly excited if they do get in the playoffs? I'm happy that they would get there, but are we excited about their chances to advance? I'm just not, and I think most Blues fans aren't. And the ones that are excited about them playing the Predators... I don't know if you're looking at it properly. I greatly appreciate your enthusiasm and the love of the Blues. That would be so nice if the Blues did something like that. I don't know if I could contain myself. I may start jumping up and down and not being able to sleep for three or four days. That would be so nice if it happens. I don't think it's going to, but man, that would be great. The odds of that happening, though, I don't think are very good. They got to play the Blackhawks tomorrow night, Friday night. And then they got to play the Avalanche, two games on the road. The Blackhawks are going to be very confident since they beat them. You know they're going to. The fans there are going to be rowdy, up and down, and the Blues are just going to have a difficult time. It's going to take a big effort to beat Colorado because they're fighting for a playoff spot too. So it should be an interesting couple days. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this edition of the Drop Podcast. Have a great upcoming weekend. Hopefully we'll be talking about the Blues getting into the playoffs. Maybe some positive things will happen that will make us feel better about them going into the playoffs. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.